Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we talk about creative writing and world building. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. Really hoping that's what I said last week. <laughs> I gotta go back and listen to that. I really don't, I don't think I, it I is, repeated but, that correctly. You know. it, it was something along the lines of like creative writing and like world building, something like that. But um, anyways, Cody, how are you doing? And I know what you've been doing because you told me as we started, you just beat Cyberpunk. I did just beat Cyberpunk. I forgot. I told you that I didn't have anything to talk about, and I'm not going to take a long time on this, but I watched, I watched like every Marvel thing that I've missed, which was like Eternals, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Oh, okay. You're a little bit more caught up than I am. Okay. Huh? Um, I said, I just said you're a little bit more caught up than I am. Uh, Hawkeye, uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Okay. You're not that much more caught up than I am. (laughs) So, um, it's like, yeah, I miss like what if I miss Falcon, I miss Loki, I missed um Hawkeye, I miss Shang Chi, I miss Black Widow, I, oh, I watched Black missed, Widow too, um, Spider Man, I missed um, yeah, I've missed every, I think, yeah, I think I've missed every single thing they release after in the game. Um, and what if Ugh. I don't know how, uh, I guess it was just like, especially with Eternals, I was extremely, Eternals was so unbelievably boring. And the rest of them, yeah. I was just kind of did not care. I think it was so. this show where I said it, it's like there was not anything shown in the Eternals trailers that I cared about. It really, it like barely held together. It was rough. It was very rough. Um, How was your boy? How was Kamel? Oh, he left at the end for no reason. That was cool. He literally was just like, I don't feel like doing the end of the movie. Bye. And then he just left. Sick. But awesome. What, what does the character do? Does the character just like disappear? No. In th- That was the character's choice, you know. Oh, it's I thought just... you were saying him. No, no, no. But he was absolutely like the most underwritten and useless character in it. Um, who wow. basically had a worse version of someone else's powers, which is also basically every character in the whole thing just has a worse Wait, version what powers of someone else. I don't know anything about these Eternals. What powers is he? He has pew-pew lasers. So does everyone else. His are just kind of worse sometimes, and he can't fly. Um, it really, okay. it does, it's not care. even worth talking about. It was bad. But I did finish, um, I finished Cyberpunk 2077. And, um, you know, like, I thought it was, it was a, it was a halfway decent game. I enjoyed playing it. Um, it's weird because I was five minutes from the end of the game when the giant patch release came out like two weeks ago. Um, mm. so the game looked and felt kind of different <laughs> right at the end, but you know, it's still <laughs> yeah. the same story, yeah, but yeah. like the, the face models were noticeably different, you know? So it's kind of funny <laughs> that the characters looked a little bit different, but no, I mean, it was, it, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. Like, I don't. It's not the best game I've ever played, but I just don't feel like it's as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah. But it also is not like a game of infinite possibility where you can do everything. It's pretty linear. Yeah. I just don't have a problem the, with that. See, that that was like a lot of people's and my main issue with like the whole thing. And I never I didn't play too much of it. And like I was like my thing was like, OK, I don't even really care because you said it's one thing. And then you give us another. They're like, oh, yeah, this game's going to be infinite. There's going to be all this stuff happening. It's going to be one of it's going to be the only game you're ever going to need to play ever again. And then it comes out and it's just this crap shoot, just like pretty generic, like um, you make choices and you do things game. And that like lost all of my interest. <laughs> it just it, I think the game that everyone pretends like exists is basically impossible to make. But marketing oh, yeah. people well, just keep saying years. it isn't. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's it's a, it's a marketing thing. It's like I really would appreciate if people just stop straight up lying to me. Yeah, and and that's yeah, I I absolutely agree. It's it's a frustrating thing because I think it takes what is otherwise a decent game and then gives it completely impossible and unrealistic expectations, which is a mm-hmm. shame, you know, because mm-hmm. it it could just be like, hey, this is the game we're actually making. It's what it is, you know. But yeah, you know. Well- and I mean, is we've seen it before because they kind of the kind of same thing happened with No Man's Sky. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Same, like, yeah, yeah, there's a few other games where it's like they were told to us to be blank, and then we get it, and it's not even remotely close. And it's just like, yeah. well, you could like honestly, if they said what like when No Man's Sky was first released, if a they just pushed back the date again and they released what they have out there now, probably would have been better. Or if they were honest with what it was going to be, or been like what they do on Steam, where it's like, hey, this is like the open beta test until like this is the pre-release game. You get to play what we've been promising, but no, it's going to get way better. These are things you could do to avoid 
the issues. Like Cyberpunk, they should have waited, what, this is this huge patch that made the game what it's supposed to be is what two almost a year and a half two years out. Yeah, I think really probably if they had given it another year, just wait that year and a half two years out. Yeah, just... I think that it probably needed a little bit more time, and it also needed to not be released on re- released on any on consoles. PlayStation. Yeah, on Playstations yeah. and it, well, it I was mean, never going to work it's, there. It's on the five now, and it's like I heard it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's but basically But not on a, the 4. They released yeah. it on the 4 in the Xbox um, One. One is... Which one's the new Xbox? I right. Know. I don't follow consoles. I don't know. Is it Xbox yeah. Series X? I think it's a new one. I'm a scrub, man. I play Nintendo. I don't, give I don't, I don't care. Um, but, yeah. So, there's, there's no point in having Cyberpunk. But, yeah. I'm glad it works on PC. I'm glad Anyways, you like it. Anyways, Jordan, I don't care about any of that. Tell me how you feel about Horizon. <laughs> I'm trying... I do care about what you say, so I was trying to have a conversation with you. You didn't have to cut it short. And just no, I just I'm excited to hear talk. about Horizon. Okay, gonna say here, pick a number between um one and ten because it's either I'm gonna start with the cons or start with the pros. Ooh, well, I want to hear the you know what I want to hear, hear the pros first. Oh, okay, the pros first. Let, let's do pros first. And there's a lot of cons, but I think it's just <sighs> okay. Pro number one, I like it. They It feels and plays a lot like the first one, which the first one I thought felt and played um, really well. They do a lot of good quality of life things. Some of them are a little bit annoying. Um, like, and this kind of goes on cons, like, they got rid of like all of like like uh, most of the like the bright yellow handholds on cliffs and stuff, and they replaced it with like you scan and then you see like yellow lines. But it's like so they opened it up where it looks more natural, and you don't see all these ugly things like all over the place. That was fine. I think it's a little annoying because like I have to keep pressing that button because it will disappear, and I know you can change that in the settings. I know, but like I'm trying to instead of be like, a curmudgeon, like ah, I want to go back to the old ways. I'm trying to get used to the new system. Two, the um, it's freaking beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous on PS5, and like just just being able to like again run around the world, get lost, do the hundreds of things that you can do before hitting each quest is great. Like I'm probably not going to hundred percent it, but I definitely want to like get lost in the game again and spend a lot of time in the game again. And it, it is it is great to do that. Um. I think the story so far is pretty interesting. Um, so like the first one was a lot of like, oh yeah, we got to figure out what these things are and like, why, who am I and why am I important to this? And why does the thing say that I'm this person when I'm not this person? And they're like, so they did all the base work for the story. And now it's just like, well, we have this sci-fi world with like these AIs that were supposed to fix the world and now they aren't fixing the world going crazy. And like, I have to stop. And now we're at that base and it's like, at least right now much more about the sci-fi plot than it is the tribal plot like we still get the like very human personal tribal plots which i liked and i really do like but we are getting a bit of like the more like where these things come from yeah i just like the way it looks and feels i i like well when i was when i was playing horizon one i mean it's a solid game like it was it was pleasant to do the game, you know, like fighting the monsters was fun, you know, like the story was just like gravy at that point, man. But like just playing the game was fun. It's a very good game to play. And like, that's, that's like the biggest pro for me is that it is a good game to just play. And just like when I'm, and then we're gonna, I'm gonna go straight into the con. And when I'm not doing like some of the side and some of the story stuff, it is very fun to get lost in the world. And I think that's why I really liked my new game plus playthrough is because I didn't have to really pay that much attention to the story and I can just get lost in the game. So here's the thing that I hate, and you're kind of right about this in the first game, is some of the like dialogue stuff when you're talking to people in village. I want to play the game. I want to get to this cool stuff. I don't want to hear every single NPC's full life story every time I talk to a person. And I'm so tired of like, hey, just talking to a random person who gives me a quest. It's like, oh, hey, it's like, here's the thing you're supposed to do. And like, that should be the whole conversation. But then it pops up on the wheel with seven things to ask this person about and like get more role. It's like, 
cool. I don't need to tell. Oh, yes, I lost the spear, and the spear was this. It's like, oh, why was the spear this to you? Oh, yes, and this, and it's like, and these people. It's like, oh, well, it came from these people. Well, I now have to learn about these people. And I understand I can just not do those things. But, like, as a person who's trying to immerse himself in the world and try to immerse himself into the character, it's like, it feels kind of crappy to, like, talk to someone and to be like, okay, bye, and then run away. And it's just like, I think there's too much dialogue for every single character. What The problem that I run into with, I think, video game dialogue, mm, this is going to be mean, so hear Perfect. me out for a minute. But I think that it is one, like, I heard someone say this about something, I can't remember what it was, but they described something as a mile wide and an inch deep. I think that that... A dick. <laughs> that is... Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, um, anyways. But what I mean by that is that it feels like a lot of times in video games, it's like you have all these characters, and it's like, well, we have to give all of them a backstory. and then, the, But no one's actually writing a book for all these people, so they just get the most cookie-cutter boring stuff. So you end up just talking to a lot of very boring, uninteresting people. And then there's, like, the three that have personalities and that you, like, fall in love with and are interested in, Right. So the problem for me is it wrecks my immersion when I have to pretend like I'm friends with every single person in the game. And I'm like, I don't have this many friends in my life. Like, I can count on two hands the number of people I really actually care about that I'm not related to. Yeah. So, like, you don't need that many. You need, like, three good NPCs that are really compelling and really interesting and that, you know what, I, like, uh, fall in love isn't exactly the right word, but you know what I mean when you, like, feel something for, like, this character and it's like, oh, I just, like... You want them to be something, you know? Um, but the problem is all these games just keep adding more. And it's like... Yeah, and that's and I feel like with. it had a bit of it... In, like, there was a lot of it in the game where like, you did. But now it's like every NPC that I talk to for, like, a quest or, like, to do... Like, that's more important than just, like, the ones where you walk by and it's just, like, you press the triangle. They say, like, one thing as you're passing. The people that you yeah. actually talk to, like... Every single one has a long story to tell me and I have to keep clicking through things. And it's so it's it's getting to the point where it's like I understand we need to flesh this game out and make it feel like a more real world. But like I am spending more time talking to these people than actually playing the game. Yeah, it's it doesn't feel realistic. It feels bloated. But it feels bad to me to like do it and then I'm I almost just skipping through the dialogue just like reading the first like few words as I'm pressing X through each line. And but the way also the way it's set up where it's not really a full conversation where you have to ask them each question rather than see like a full conversation play. It also feels weird. And that felt weird to me in the first one, but it was manageable because it wasn't every single damn character in the game. I guess, like, look at, to me, it's like, you know, you look at Breath of the Wild, there's four NPCs, maybe eight, because they have, like, the young version and the old version, you know, there's, like, yeah. a kid version and an old guy version. That's it, but everyone loves those eight NPCs, because they're given time to have personalities and be well, interesting, yeah. and, uh, and they're not even voice acted half the time, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm fine, and I'm fine with it, but, like, that that's a kind of, like, it is it is getting, like, really just kind of a little bit annoying, where it's just, like, now I have to go, like, I just did this, like, this big, oh, that's another thing. The missions are, that's a pro, are bigger, and, like, more stuff happens, and, like, they, they, there's a lot more going, at least the, like, actual story missions, there's a lot more going on at the side missions. Like, there's a, they're not just, like, there was a couple side missions that were, like, fetch quests in the first game. They're not really just that anymore, and that was, that was kind of, like, once you get into the main area, you get a little bit more story with these, like, side missions, so it doesn't feel like you're just doing fetch quests all the time, but then you have to talk yeah. to NPC for 30 minutes. But, yeah, like, and, but the, like, main story missions are much bigger, but there was, like, one thing that happened, and I'd go, like, afterwards, like, you can talk to one of the, like, your, the characters, new characters kind of becoming your friend, and, like, first it starts with, like, a big wheel of, like, oh, you can talk to, like, about these multiple different points, so then I clicked on one, and then it opened another wheel, and then every conversation I did through, another one would pop up on the same conversation wheel, and it's like, I just, we just finished this huge story beat. And now I'm just sitting here listening to your thoughts about it. And this is where, again, I'm just like, if they feel like it's so necessary for you to talk to this person, have a cutscene play yeah, and have the dialogue the be thing. scripted and well-paced. And don't yeah. break every five minutes for me to hit F, which is something 
that freaking cyberpunk did in spades is he just had to keep clicking. And there's times when it's like meaningful choices. But to me, it's like if you're going to put dialogue tree in a game, the only time a player should interact is if it's a meaningful choice. That is it. <laughs> Other than that, don't. And that, that, that was the thing that kind of did like frustrate me me with it it's like you would click on one of the conversation points and it would be the same conversation but then you would have to go back to the wheel and click the, to hear the next part of the conversation it's just like either make and i understand like they want to like break it up so if you do want to like get up and leave you can in the middle of that conversation fine but it does like just make it so weird and so broken that it's like okay now i have to stop and ask you another question about this but that's like the, the biggest con the other con is like gameplay wise they they made the system a little bit more difficult, and that's fine. I understand it's more of a challenge, and it is fun. So, like, when you would destroy a machine in the first game, like, there's some items that you would get off the machine every single time. And then other items that would be, like, a random crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. So this one, they changed it so that there are certain items that if the machine gets destroyed before you knock it off of the machine, the um those items will go away, and you won't get them. Oh, uh, so you have to shoot items off. So, yeah, you have to, do, and that kind of, like, shoehorns you into, like, if you want to, to get certain things, you have to do it a specific way. And that's, like, the little things, like, well, I want to do it my way, and I don't always want to have to, if I want something, hit the horns, which are kind of hard to hit on the thing. Again, you can yeah. change this in the menu, but then it does kind of feel cheaper because I'm not playing the game how they designed it. And then also, I find myself, for especially new machines, um, putting that mode on just so I can get everything the first go and just see what there is to get so I know what items I'm looking for. But then it's like, yeah, I shouldn't have right. to do that. But then, then the other thing... It's like when you're knocking stuff off and sometimes you do like you have to do that in the beginning of the fight because if you get too far and you don't end up knocking off, it's destroyed forever. So I do that at the beginning of the fight. And then sometimes since I'm like more of a close and personal player of this game, like I like to be in the fight and do the dot like Dark Souls-esque dodging and stuff for it. And that's fun for me. But then that will sometimes take me away from the original starting point of the battlefield. And since you have to scan to see items on the map now, I sometimes lose where the things went and like have to spend like five minutes walking around the area. And then sometimes it might be a glitch. It might just be the game. Sometimes the items I knocked off, if they were further away from where I'm at, they're just not there anymore. Yeah. They despawn because yeah, they despawn. And it's just like, okay, then I've a cyberpunk. Had a pretty decent solution to that. What's that? Just don't because they would anything? show up on the mini map as like the color thing. So you, if you looked at your mini map and there were a bunch that of grays and then there was a blue, it'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go find that. You know, like, and then it had the same thing where you had to like scan. But it's the thing that's like find well, the I'm random loot. doing it how you want me to do, and then now I'm kind of being punished for it was like by losing some of the items. Like, I, I did one because I did um some of these items to make it, oh, and also all of the bows and stuff now. In order to put like the coils and make them stronger, you need to upgrade them like a couple of times first. Oh. So all of the bows you have to upgrade and you need machine parts for that. And so like I went after like these raptor looking things, um, like claw striders, and there's three of them. And like the item I need is on their tail, and I bl- blow it off their tail first because like they can use that tail to really damage you. And so I did that. And then of course I'm looking around the battlefield, spending all my time trying to f- after I do it, because I I went all over the place and i only found two out of the three and i'm like i know i knocked it off so it's like it's just that that's like a really just frustrating point and it might get yeah. better in the to game me, but it's just a really frustrating point right now if they wanted to do it that way you should automatically pick up the items when you shoot them off yeah they should automatically go to your inventory and that would be like a decent way to do it is if you shoot the item off it goes in your inventory and if you don't it's a random drop and then you might lose it on the ground yeah That'd be great. That would be that way. If you don't want to do it that way, you can still just kill the monster however you want and eventually get the parts you need. But you know, uh, and, and I like I like some of the things that they were doing. They kind of like made it like a Metroidvania, so you need like certain items to get into certain places, and like that's kind of fun. Can be annoying at times because then like there was one like oh you need the fire like an item to ignite fire gleam, and you can open up these new areas. So there were all of these fire gleam areas all over the opening side of the map. And you think, like, oh, if you have it hidden behind the door, it's going to be worthwhile and important. It's not always. Sometimes you just open it and it's like, oh, you got 50 metal shards. It's like, so I went all the way back here, climbed up this mountain for 50 shards, which I could have gotten off of a couple of machines. 
Okay. But over and I know I'm complaining. I know I'm complaining a lot, but overall I do really like the game. No, I get but, what you mean though, because I that was how I felt when I played Horizon. Is it was like there's like four things I would do differently and this game would be great. But yeah. for some reason they just went really hard on these four things, and I was like, no. Well, and the thing, so the thing that like is really frustrating to me right now is that so they're really bad at marketing and release dates. So when the first horizon came out, it was released, I think, either the month or a couple of weeks before Breath of the Wild. But I didn't have a switch at the oh. time, so I went for Horizon first. But yeah. this Horizon was released a week before Elden Ring. Yeah, which is the next game I'm playing. And it's very hard to really try to buckle down and play this game and be interested in this game when another game that I really want and I really think I would like just dive into and love is just sitting there watching me. That's how I felt about Cyberpunk. I was like, if I'm going to beat Cyberpunk, I have to do it now. (laughs) Because the minute I download Elden Ring, it's going to be bad. Yeah, and that's why I haven't gotten Elden Ring yet because I know that I will lose all focus and play this weird dark fantasy game where I'm trying to do a yet another magic. Like, and like it's cool because you get to talk to your friends about what type of builds they're doing or what items they find and yeah. what bosses because now it's open world. So like there's all these different bosses that you don't have to fight, but you can go see these bosses and see these areas and like everybody's talking about it. And I'm sitting here playing Horizon. <laughs> And I like Horizon, but hey, it's really you know hard what, to play Horizon while watching everybody like have a community over this other game. My friend that's moving out near you soon hates Dark Souls and loves Horizon Zero Dawn, so you can talk to her about it. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's all I have to say about Horizon. I like it. I'll definitely be talking more about it as I go in, but it is really hard to focus on when Elden Ring's out, and I've just been watching Elden Ring boss videos and build Oh, videos. I've been, like, media blackout. I don't want to know. I know. I'm, see, I'm not that type. I like the little talk and, like, the kind of, you know, the community around it. I do, too. I do, too. But I also like not knowing what's going to happen to me. And I also like I sitting like here and laughing at all these people who are doing straight melee builds after playing Demon Souls with a, um, well, Magic Swordsman build that I have, where it's like, <laughs> well, Battle Mage, I guess is what it was called, where it's like, yeah, half of it was long range magic and the other half of a boss comes up to me, I can F him up. Yeah, it's really funny watching someone just like struggle with the straight melee build. I'm just like, haha, I'm going to be an astrologer. Yep. <laughs> But anyways, Cody, we got to get to the show. I'm ready, man. I'm like chomping at the bit over here. Got my yeah, chapter yeah, written. Yeah. It's longer than yours for the first time ever. I wrote more the, than you. For the first time in the so, story series, because you've written more than me in like a regular I don't think that's true. Before. Yeah, because I've, I've done a couple worlds that were like extra, like only like three pages, like really short in and outs. So in 100 like episodes, this has happened three other times at most. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like 150 uh, episodes. Yeah, I said be, it's happened before, and then you said, no, it hasn't. It's like, it has, just not often. But yeah, this one, I only wrote four pages because, and I'll explain it after we roll if I'm going first. But anyways. Oh, you're not. I already rolled. Oh, you're you already rolled? First. You rolled a, I, I rolled a 15. What do you got? I rolled a 20, sucker. Ah, I love how it was the flip of last week where I rolled a 20 year old high number and that's like, yeah. ah, how you I got thought me. I was going, I, I like going first because then I just get to relax. Yeah. I mean, you can relax either way because either way I'm going to be talking for like 10 to 20 minutes. So, well, yeah, but then I'm thinking about my world instead uh, of just being like, okay, I'm so done, saying, man. Yeah. I'm done. Chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I just want to say a few notes. One, um, It is interesting as I'm writing to like realize that I can rearrange stuff and then do because this chapter was originally longer and then I just cut a chunk of it and moved it. (laughs) I Um, feel like you're saying this specifically so I will write shorter chapters on the show. No, I'm not. You can cut your chapters, Jordan. No, 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 no. It was entirely a structural thing. Like I got to the end of the chapter and then realized it made way more sense for the beginning of the chapter to be afterwards. (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, cut. I'll put that later. It's long anyways. Um. The second thing is, I'm just going to say, from, like, the get-go here, I'm still, like, trying to decide on voices for some of these characters, so if the voices fluctuate, give me some leeway, I haven't landed on them yet. I said it doesn't matter, because I don't even use voices, so you're going above and beyond what you even need to be doing. 
it's because I don't like saying he said, she said, they said, the, the doctor said, this guy said. It's just, it's so boring. Again, so, I you're hate, just coming at me so hard. I am. I am. I hate that in books. It's like the worst <sighs> thing ever. That's how um, you, how would you know if anybody's talking in a book if you don't How do, do you that? know, how di- have you ever read dialogue in a play? They don't say that. Yeah, they, they just put their name the in the beginning. That's fine. But you don't read that when you're listening to it. Just do your... Do your story, Cody. For dialogue. I should just start writing my stuff as dialogue. Anyways, because I read it out loud. So, you know, I don't have to. Yeah, you it's could. I mean, honestly, that loud. would be better to, if you just did dialogue. Like, you mean, have to do would, voices then and read Yeah, it. and then you already do voices. So, look, <laughs> like you're doing fine. I think. That's what I'm saying. Personally for you, right. just write in dialogue. Here we go. Ooh, and do stage Let, directions too. Dialogue yeah, and stage I mean, directions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it would work. Anyways, go. Leonard's truck was about exactly what I had expected. This ratty thing that seemed older than he was, and just as grumpy, if that is even possible. We slipped and slid over iced and snow-covered roads towards the outskirts of a tiny town, and my heart began to sink. It was bad enough that these two yokels that I met on my way out of the forest that had the same name just stared at me like I was some kind of gargoyle. Now the town. The town that was supposed to patch me up looked like it was mostly made of barns and dilapidated ranch homes. I could see how someone might think that the fresh layer of snow makes the place look a little pretty, but every sagging fence and peeling painted and peeling paint and wall of peeling paint made my skin crawl. The good news is it really can't get much worse, or so I thought. Leonard seemed perfectly comfortable. Then he switched on the radio. Some horrible old country song croaked out, sounded like a nasal goose honking about boots or some shit, and Crypt Keeper next to me just starts a-whistling. I grit my teeth. He's doing me a favor. Don't be mean. Then the chorus hit, and I lost my mind. I smelled burning and punched the radio hard enough to crack the plastic display. Shoot, what's that for? Leonard... My bleeding hand wound maybe is setting me on edge a little. How about some quiet? Well, you consider just asking. Now I'm going to have to get that Bradley kid to fix the radio. I sigh. I did feel bad, and Leonard seemed to care less than he should. Sorry, okay, I didn't mean to. I just got mad, and I was trying not to care, but ugh, your whistling is just awful. Lord have mercy, was that an apology? Well, I said sorry. I was meaner than breaking the darn radio. Look, I'll pay for the radio. Oh, you've got a nice nest egg stuffed somewhere in that backpack? In truth, I had no idea if I had money or not, but telling Leonard that seemed like a bad idea. Yeah, I'm sure I do somewhere. Live... It's fine. Bradley usually helps me out for free because I watch his cat Tonka when he goes on fishing trips. <sighs> Leonard, I don't... I don't know how to say this. My mind literally went blank. I couldn't remember why I was here or how I got here or anything about what attacked me. I just found myself in a truck with this weird old man who was being nice but also annoying. But what I could remember was the anxiety. Not about the attack, but about something. I knew I was afraid when I got here... And I knew I was hoping that Bolivia would help, uh, oh, I knew I was hoping that Bolivia would be something that could help. And I knew that so far, it looked like a broken town old, a broken down old town. I I can't remember why, but I know that that disappointed me for some reason. You're scared, aren't you? Because you can't remember why you're here, and I'm guessing that maybe you wanted a nicer place. I don't know, Leonard, kinda. It, it feels like I'm realizing that this place is maybe not what I thought, but I also don't know what I expected. I guess definitely not you, no offense. He smiled and gave me a wry look. You just don't know who I am yet. Give it some time and you might be less disappointed than you think. Something is after you, Miss Liv. There ain't never been a coincidence in Bolivia, and I don't think that... We're out of the woods on this one just yet. The truck stopped, and I looked up. Oh, God, Leonard, are you serious? What? We pulled up 
to we pulled into the gray slop parking lot of the Bolivia Human Animal and Paranormal Wellness Clinic, which of course was in another steel-sided barn. Of course, there was a decrypt. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. No, you're good. Like you're you good. said that it just like literally it came out because of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. What so, else would it be? Like literally, um, there's nothing else. There was a decrepit ambulance and a horse trailer in the parking lot, as well as some very large kennels. The building was painted a fade was painted a fading white, and the lettering was bright red. It was clearly all hand painted. At least it looked well kept, kinda. The brown, the browning landscape clearly had been trimmed neatly. There were glass double doors, and inside the illuminated building, I could see a cozy-looking waiting room. This is a vet's office. Well, it's not just. I snorted and climbed out. I guess that I got no choice. So here we go. I shivered as I walked in, holding myself close and feeling my legs wobble. My jacket was warm. But this place set me on edge. The idea of being prodded by some doctor that is also a vet did not sit well with me. But I crunched through the snow and was pleasantly surprised. The waiting room was definitely cozy. The chairs were short, leather and or were short, leather cushioned and comfortable. The floor was not some overly sterilized tile, but rather polished wood that matched the warm furniture. There were colorful kids' toys on most of the tables and a few newspapers. Also, there was a coffee pot that Leonard attacked the minute we walked in. He made me a cup and sat down heavily beside me with his stupid hat on his knee. I sipped the coffee and tried to keep myself from bleeding on the floor with the rag that Leonard had given me. I absentmindedly played with some blocks and a wire track while we waited. That was a poorly written sentence. Sorry. (laughs) Just sitting and taking deep, calming breaths and the coffee made me feel like I could probably just skip the doctor's office. The door to the waiting room swung open and a woman left with a young boy in tow. He looked sheepish, but happy. All right, remember to keep the iron, uh, remember to keep that iron ring on we gave you and also drink those supplements for the next couple weeks. Once the season changes, I'm guessing Wigwind, or wow, Wigwing will leave you alone. Thanks, Dr. Rachel, said this kid. I'm sorry about this, Doctor. We'll keep him away from the forest from now on, and... Oh, Ruthie, it's okay. Wig... Wig Wigwing... Why did I name it a goofy name? Wigwing (laughs) is really harmless. His deals are usually just to seal some toys and take some meals. He always takes bedtime milk from kids so they get all fussy and wake up their parents. He just likes to be a hassle, but this will keep him at bay until he loses interest. Leonard! The little boy shot across the room and hugged the old man in an awkward kid embrace before Leonard could really quite stand. Do you have toffee? Who are you? He said, looking at me. Leonard has toffee sometimes. The boy's mother sighed and walked over. She looked at her son. Uh, she looked at her son like he was towing the line between heartwarming and heartwarming and maddening. Hi, Ruth. Hello to you, Mikey. You uh, staying away from the fae like I told you? The little boy puts his hand on his hips and stares Leonard down. My name is Michael, and of course I stayed away. Do you have toffee? Leonard rustles in his jacket and finds some hard candy. He pops one in his mouth, grinning wickedly at Michael, whose face looked shocked and offended, before Leonard gives him a handful as well. You only eat one of those, Michael, his mother shouted. Meanwhile, the little boy hurried off, stuffing candy in his mouth, and Ruth or Ruthie, sorry, Ruthie, boop, hugged Leonard. Hello, Mr. Ellis. Ruth, you can call me Leonard. Nah, that doesn't feel right. I still remember you busting me for sneaking beers and trying to get into that haunted house. Oh, shoot, that was years ago. Kids are stupid. No harm done, it was just that Mr. Barrow was sick of kids breaking into his house just because he was dead. Well... Thanks again, Mr. Ellis, for finding Michael. And again, I really, I really cannot thank you enough. No, no, it was nothing at all. Old Wig found him, and I was... Old Wig found him first anyways and kept the coyotes from nosing around. From outside, Michael had climbed into the driver's seat of Ruthie's car and was honking the horn. She grimaced and walked outside with a shout. Michael, you get out of that car right now, young man! I gave Leonard a bemused stare. 
some kind of story there I'm missing? One that involves toffee, a fairy, and a missing boy? What? You ain't the only person I've found lost in the woods. And I like toffee. He smiled and clattered the candy around his teeth while the woman with a white doctor's coat stalked over to me and leans over, examining my injured head. She's in her late 30s with brown hair cut just below her chin. Her face is warm and round with large eyes and a full mouth. She was pretty in a way that made me feel comfortable. She just had a friendly face, although right now she was frowning, and reached up gently to pull the dirty, bloody rag away from my head and tisks, then wheels on Leonard. How many times, Leonard? How many? Uh, I brung her to the clinic. What else was I supposed to do? I have told you so many times, get a first aid kit and some training. It's not that hard. Look, the poor thing, head split like a coconut and you gave her an oil rag or something? I ain't used it for, I ain't used that rag for oil. It was just what I had on me. So, get a first aid kit, learn how to do first aid. Leonard kicks his feet awkwardly and holds his hat. Yeah. Yes, Dr. Rachel, can you patch up Liv here for me? Of course. She turns to me, her voice and face completely changing. She looks like a concerned mother. Well, dear, what happened to you? Uh, I got attacked by a goat bear robot thing and can't remember much else. Lost your memories, huh? That does happen. Must be miserable getting pi- getting picked up by this old grouch. Look at this. Doesn't even have a bandage. You'd think he could remember some tape or maybe a fix-a-flat to help stop the bleeding. All right, well, come back. You stay here, Leonard. Rachel stands and leads me back through the swinging doors to a long hallway lined with small little exam rooms. She shows me into a small, cramped, sterile room and directs me to sit up on a bed. I can feel my nerves coming back, so I just start talking. So, you're like a real doctor, right? Not like a livestock doctor? Well, both are real, Liv. But no, I'm a medical doctor. Uh, A guy named Ryan is the vet. Sometimes we have to work together, though, on the half-humans. But you seem to be mostly human, so I think you're in the right place. Oh, yeah, I I guess I am, although I guess that's the pain with amnesia. Can't be really sure. (laughs) The laugh felt forced and awkward. (laughs) Don't much like doctor's offices, I assume. Uh, Well, I I hate it here, but don't take that personally. You seem fine. I I just don't like this place. It's weird. As we talk, she takes my temperature, feels my pulse, listens to my heart, takes my blood pressure. Did I already say that? No, No. takes my temperature, sorry. Takes my blood pressure and a bunch of other tests. She shines a light in my eyes and then sniffs. You feel wobbly on your feet at all? Um, no. Any eye strain? Like you want to rest your eyes or close them for a little bit? No, just the bleeding, you know. Yeah, right, we'll get that cleaned up, hon, don't worry. Headache, nausea, clumsiness, any of that? Uh, I had a headache, but I think that was mostly Leonard's whistling. Hmm. Okay, well, the good news is I don't think your head injury is related to your memory loss. Oh, well, that's good news, right? No traumatic brain injury. I like the sound of that. She frowns and starts cleaning the dried blood off my head and examining the cut. Well, yes, it is, Liv, but it means that the reason for your memory loss might be more intentional. Might be some kind of curse or something. Oh, but this could use a few stitches, she says, gesturing to the cut in my head. I feel a few... pinches and I guess she must have numbed me but almost as soon as I realized she had started she was done um thank you I'm sure I'm not sure how paying works and well I might have money or insurance or something and you got a place to stay Liv her face is stern almost grave no I I just got into town I guess I'll find a motel or something like that why don't you stay with me I have a spare room you could and I could keep an eye on you sometimes with head injuries people can Uh, Get confused, drive a lack of coordination. I don't want you getting hurt and making yourself any worse. No, look, I don't want to impose, and and I I don't think that I like living with people. I I can't imagine I'd be a great roommate. She puts on a... She leads me out of the room and puts on a genuine smile. That is crazy. Yeah, you'll come stay with me. It'll be nice to have company, you know, to watch the pets. 
I guess you can probably keep up with them. Anyway, go take a seat. I need to give Leonard a checkup. He refuses to volunteer when he gets hurt, so I have to tie him down every now and again and give him an exam, otherwise he'll fall apart. Now, Leonard, get back here now! <laughs> that is the end of my chapter. That's kind of fun. No, I, I like the voice that you used for that last lady. It started out a little bit of Fran Drescher and then turned to something else, but I, I like the voice that you used. Yeah, that's the thing, is that I had a thing in my head for how they sound, but until I start speaking as them, it's really hard to nail them yeah. down. I mean, I liked what um, it ended up with, but yeah, it really started out as Fran Drescher and I'm like, there we go. It really did. It really <laughs> did. But that's kind of like, I didn't want it to be full Fran. <laughs> yeah. but I you you to don't want to go the full Fran. Fran, which is the name of this episode now. <laughs> <laughs> the full Fran. I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that in the um, server so I don't forget the full <laughs> the full friend <laughs> the, the full friend um, but yeah no I, I I liked it I liked that you you kept it a little bit slower a little bit more personal of like you know just kind of like meeting these characters and kind of like opening up like the character herself and the like world a little bit like not really as well, much as world building as much as like a character experiencing the like it's what I wanted to do. What I, my goal is that both is this chapter I'm excited about because it's kind of like the first lead into there's a mystery here. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I could talk about this because we're like talking as we're writing. So I don't want to like hide hooks from you, yeah. but there's things that I've hinted at in here that are like subtle and like setting up for future things, which is one why does the doctor want to live with her, right? Yeah. Like, what is that about? Also, she sniffed um, her. Two, and she sniffed I, her. I did notice, I um, very specifically noticed the she sniffed her part. Because that was like a very was, weird she, thing. I just said she sniffed, and I was like a, like a derisive, like, um, but. But it was no, a sniff was at her, so I'm not just crazy? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she definitely smelled something, and then is like. Yeah. So you're not, you're going to stay with me. I'm keeping an eye on you. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought, like, it was a sniff, and then she, like, asked all those questions, so I thought the sniff was part of those questions. That's why, like, I I did very distinctly notice the way you said that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I know, like, why that is and where that's going to lead, so that's exciting. But that sniff being there is why there's, so, um, what I was really excited about, what I thought was going to be the beginning of this chapter is, like, an interlude that's another, like, another place some stuff happening there makes way more sense to put it after this chapter now that i've kind of like hinted at some stuff so it's really fun i'm like feeling more excited about the story than i was the first two chapters were tough because it was just like kind of getting the characters together but now it's like ooh, i can like start doing some little things so i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it more and also writing cutesy little town dialogue i could just, yeah like, i know you love a cutesy no little reason. town like if if anybody remembers not many people will unless you're a lifer um cody's first the first time we did a story series cody's story he wanted to do was agrarian which was this like small town like like small small farming town love story and i know that if he did that that would have been like a very like cutesy small town talk the whole time but yeah i know you do because like Every time you do a story, you like you need yeah you did the other one about the chicken. The chicken caper was like very cutesy small town. That talk. was I think that was agrarian. No, you never that? did officially did agrarian. The chicken thing was completely like separate. Oh right, because that was one of the stories that I pitched, and you said no. The the chicken caper was a similar thing where it's about this woman who's yeah. like a detective. Yeah. In uh, yeah, that's the one where what technology episode. is. Yeah, it advanced to the point where people can live in like a was, yeah well, yeah small that, town. Was, that was your robot world yeah I forgot that was world robot world because it's a small farming town yeah 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 yeah, yeah that was your that was your hyper advanced world which is so funny to me that like like pretty much yeah. Indiana was your hyper advancement world that that's 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 a fun little twist I, I love that anyway so yep. yeah no I really like your story and. It's very nice to know that this episode's not going to be two hours long. <laughs> it's, it's a really good feeling to sit here and be like, "Oh yeah, this is actually a pretty short one." So, um, I we're at we're at fifty minutes, Jordan. Yeah, that's fine. It's shorter than it was last <laughs> week because I did read for thirty minutes. Um, yeah, because I started reading at fifty minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I started you, reading it past you, an hour. No, you started reading at like fifty, fifty-five, I think. 
I can literally just yeah. look it up right now because I have the other episode open don't, on me. Don't, don't, just <laughs> don't, like, Jordan, it doesn't I, I matter, Jordan, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, so this is going to be a little bit different. So I know I started off like reading the new chapters of um, like my story and like this is a new arc that's happening. But as I've been writing, um, I've actually finished writing a story. So I've been going back and doing rewrites and like making sure that the beginning part of the story that I wrote for the show runs a little bit smoother. So there were some things that I had to do in write, writing the original part for the story. And that was um, like I had to speed certain things up. I had to like leave out some more details. And like I actually went back and I realized that when I like wrote Nate, I like I did like two descriptions of, oh, yeah. They're like decently tall, they're thin, they're white, and they have sandy brown hair, and that's like all you know about them. <laughs> and it's like, so I did a little bit more descriptions here and there. But so I, I went back to write like a transition story, because when I originally did this and like talking to um Trin about like my story after they read through the whole thing, um like the transition of him, like the main character Danny joining the organization No Name was pretty much like as soon as the character Alistair is like, oh, hey, would you like to join this organization? He's like, hell yeah. And it was just like, and that's not like a very realistic approach or someone after I almost died to a monster. Someone's like, hey, you want to keep fighting monsters? I would probably be like, fuck no. So I rewrote the ending of that chapter where he joins to kind of be like oh yeah like let me think you're you're throwing all this on me immediately i need some time to think and this chapter picks right up up right after um danny talks to alistair after almost dying to the doppelganger and it's kind of the fill in for this um again like cody i do leave some hints here and there in chapters of things that are going to happen but my things don't happen so i want this to be a series and if this uh, ever does get published like yeah it's going to be a series but like so there are hints that happen, but they won't happen until like the very end of the series because I'm an asshole. <laughs> but anyways, um, here is also all the chapters are getting renumbered and stuff. So here is um, chapter four, A Reason to Stay. Jordan, wait, can I make one suggestion yeah. real quick? Can you give your chapters really stupid numbering like things? I want sub chapters and like no chapter 1.5. Page A, the beginning. You remember of all this show, I had to do that for as we got to episode 100 because I wanted 100 to be a very specific episode. So it was like 99, 99.5, 99.75, episode 100. That. I do remember that. That was very, very fun for me. It's because, like, no, we said our episode 100 was going to be this episode. We're going to make it this episode, even if I had to delete these other ones. And I think that was that the were those the audio drama episodes that were ninety nine point five at all? I think it was something I, I, like I think that. It was one of our, it was one of like the exactly. solid story that we could have just interrupt. Anyways, here's chapter four: a reason to stay, a reason to stay. I realize I'm not enunciating. Okay, things were still disorienting even after Alistair left. It took a while for me to get my bearings. Across the room was a TV. I flipped the channel over to a news station to see what was going on in the world. I couldn't tell if this was a, if this was all real or if I had accidentally slipped in some alternate reality. The news confirmed one thing for me. It had been a num- Wow, that was a word. It had been a month since the doppelganger attack. That sent me spiraling for a second, thinking of the lost time between the attack and now. Alistair told me my brother had visited for the funeral. I was sad I missed him. I just wanted to tell him I wish I could have done something, anything to prevent the things- prevent things from ending up like this. Next to the bed was a chair that held the things that were left in my pocket after the attack and a few envelopes. They were letters from my brother Jared, all remorseful musings of how he regretted not being there for us when we were attacked by a home invader. So that's the story No Name went with. I just wanted to call him and tell him the truth, but I knew doing that would only make things more complicated. He was hurting. His life in... His life had just been completely disrupted. I didn't want to make things worse for him. I was hurting too, of course. I couldn't help but beat myself up over the whole thing. If I had just come back earlier, maybe things wouldn't have been like this. It was hard not to think this was all my fault. Everything Alistair said had left me reeling. I looked at my phone that was sitting on the chair, after, chair charging after he left. It was midday. I still had a lot of time to think about all of it. I couldn't believe that there was... A side of me that was considered joining this organization. I had nothing left. 
I had nothing to lose. In a way, I had already died, so what was the point? But this was all crazy. What could I possibly bring towards a team of monster hunters? I was going to get myself killed for nothing. I decided it was better to leave and just disappear into the night, move out somewhere and just get a part-time job till I got back on my feet. There was nothing good for me anywhere in Westonville. It was time to do the only thing I was actually good at, running away. They had left me a change of clothes. I could tell they were clothes from my car. It only made sense that they went through my stuff after the incident. I remember that I left my car at my parents' house. It was a small town, so there was probably no way to get a ride to my parents at night. I would have to figure out where I was and walk. Hopefully, they left my stuff alone and I could just pick up my car, uh, pick my car back up. If not, I was screwed. I waited till the evening, gathered what little I had and planned to leave. If anyone had asked, I would just tell them Alistair released me and I would be on my way. I hoped that dropping his name would help with my escape. I had some money left in the in my bank account and was fine working at the first place that would hire me. I was used to being on the rocks. It was fine to spend a little bit more time living on the edge of things. Standing and walking was a struggle. I was still weak. Alistair was right. My muscles had atrophied. Nothing a little bit of work couldn't fix. Despite that, I tried to walk with pride towards the door. I stopped dead in my tracks when I opened the door and turned to see Alistair sitting on the other side casually. I was caught even before I started. Leaving so soon? He said. He didn't seem mad or even annoyed. Just curious. So you knew I was going to try to leave, huh? I couldn't tell if the man was clairvoyant or just lucky. Naturally, I'm here for a very different reason, he said. He looked up at me with this, that same sincere look and patted the seat next to him. Come, sit. I won't bite. I obliged and sat next to him. So why are you here then? He looked at me and gave a sad side grin. After we talked, there was a report of another anomaly attack. Actually, there were similar circumstances to your attack. What happened? I said, concerned. We were tracking an anomaly that seemed to be underground in Westonville. Unfortunately, the team lost track of it. Enter Alexis Larios Anderson, he said, pointing at the door across from us. Alexis is a child prodigy who graduated from MIT with a computer science major at the young age of 20. She was back visiting her parents before moving out to California for a prestigious job in counter-hacking and information systems. What happened to her? I asked. I was scared of the story he was going to tell me. Come, he said, standing up and leading me to her door. I peeked in and saw a small uh, room similar to mine, but only this time in the bed was what I assumed was Alexis, wrapped entirely in bandages. Her eyes and her forehead were covered, only the area between her nose and chin was exposed. A blanket was covering most of her, and I could tell uh, sorry, and I could hear the whirring and beeping of the machines. She was doing some cleaning around the house until she smelled something rancid coming from the basement. Upon investigation, she found a green slime. Yeah. Upon investigation, she found a green slime leaking from the pipes, leaving a large puddle on the floor. Not knowing what she was looking at was an acidic slime that was fully sentient, she approached it. It attacked her, dissolving parts of her skin. Alistair said in a somber tone, "That's horrible," I said, shocked. It gets worse. Her parents and brother heard her screams and came to her rescue. They were able to pull her out of the slime, but due to feeding off of Alexis, the slime grew bigger. They were unable to do anything as they completely dissolved the rest of her family, leaving her behind. The no-name field agents, uh, sorry, the no-name field team in charge of the case got there, but it was too late. Alexis was still alive and breathing, but there was no trace of her family. The team terminated the slime and brought her here. Alistair seemed devastated by the news. After barely rescuing me and now another similar case, he had to be feeling guilty about the poor response time. So she's alone, just like me, I said quietly, filled with my own empathy and sadness. No name is doing its best. We're stretched thin, though. Believe it or not, not many people want to join. They're either too scared or they just don't have what it takes. That's why I wanted you to join. You'll be a good match, but if you're not ready, then I won't pressure you. I barely heard what he said. I was mostly thinking of Alexis in my own situation. Can I... can I go in? 
I asked Alistair, putting my hand on the door handle. Of course, take your time. I opened the door and walked in slowly, closing the door behind me. I could tell Alexis knew, eh, you know what, I'm going to take out that closing the door behind me part because of something I say later. Sorry, sometimes you write and you realize, like, one, I realize that I say the word just way too much in that, like, second paragraph. And then two, I realize there's, like, you know, it's why I edit and why I go through. I realize there's tiny continuity errors. Like, so I'll go ahead and spoil it. Yeah. I say he closed the door. And then later I say that Alistair's standing in the doorway. So, yep. So yep. Like, I uh, totally understand how you feel. I'm like, and I'm noticing the more I go through the story, and I'm like editing after like writing the second part of the story that there's like a lot more continuity errors. Like in the first chapter, I said that he really didn't like do like normal things that a kid did when he was growing up, and then in the chapter I read like a week or two ago, I said that like he loved comic books and stuff as a kid. So I was like, mm, gotta cha- gotta go back and change what I said at the beginning so the ending makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I hope it's just I don't know, it's just one of those things. I opened the door and walked in slowly. I could tell Alexis knew I was there when she turned her head towards me. It seemed like she could still see me despite her eyes being covered. Help me, she said, barely above a whisper in a trembling, weak voice. Shh, it's okay, you're safe now, I said, approaching her bed. I can see them. I can see the lines. She said, her voice trembling more. I I don't know what that means, but you're okay now. I'm sorry for everything you've been through. I didn't know what to say, but I just wanted to calm her down. The lines. The lines. The lines. They're everywhere. The monitor beeps showing that her heart rate was up. It's okay. I'm just like you. I lost my parents, too. I know what it's like to feel the world crashing down on you, but you're not alone. I'm right here and I know the people running this place will take care of you. They took care of me. It's going to be okay. I meant everything I said. It wasn't a last-ditch effort to make her feel safe. I was confident that no name would take care of her. She moved her arm from under the blanket and reached out to me. And like her face and her chest, her her right arm was free of bandages and burns. You need to help me. I grabbed her hand and held it in both of mine. She grasped at my at my touch and held on to my hands tightly. I'll do what I can for you. I don't know what that is, but I'll do what I can. You need to. You need to. You need to stop them. You can't let anyone else end up like us. You have to do something. She paused between everything she said, painfully hanging on to every phrase. I could tell she was barely hanging on, as if she was close to passing out into a dreamless sleep. In the in the end, she was right. I had the ability to stand up to these things. Running away wasn't an option anymore. Alistair believed that I could help make a difference. Plus, no name seemed to need the help. I needed to do everything in my power to make sure that no one else ended up like Alexis and I. If I could do something, then no one else had to suffer. I will, I said back to Alexis, squeezing her hand. I'll do everything I can to make things better. In a few seconds, her heart rate began to calm down. I stood there holding her hand for a while until eventually her hand went limp, signifying that she had fallen asleep. I let go and headed back to where Alistair was, standing in the doorway. We both exited the room, and Alistair gently closed the door behind us. Fine, I'll join your little organization, I said bitterly to Alistair. I felt like I had no other choice, but I wanted to do the right thing. Perfect, he said with his usual bright smile. I'll get your perf- uh, I'll get your paperwork. You start in a few weeks. He slapped me on the shoulder as if we were best friends already. What? A few weeks? I almost yelled. Oh yeah, after some rest and physical therapy, you should be good to go. There's a lot of work to be done. I can't have you miss- missing out. He was too happy about all of this. You set me up, didn't you? I said back. I asked back suspiciously. No, you're the one who came out and started talking to me. This was all part of my normal day. Anyways, get some rest. I'll be back tomorrow to start the onboarding process, he said and turned to walk away. You're up to something, aren't you? I called after him. He simply turned and waved me off. It's all part of the job, Danny. All part of the job. 
At this point, there was no turning back. It was all sudden, but I made up my mind. I was going to join No Name and fight monsters. Things were changing for me. I had a place to belong after losing everything, and that was the part I would focus on rather than any impending doom surrounding the job of monster hunter hunting. I will find out in the following day. This is like a space epilogue that I need to actually put in the chapter. I will find out in the following days that Alexis disappeared. Alistair told me that one day they went in to check on her and she was gone without a trace. They suspected that she went back home to mourn her parents, that she felt extreme guilt over her de- over their deaths. Unfortunately, when they checked her home, there wasn't a trace of her there either. The final verdict was that because the guilt was eating her up, she gave up her life and dissolved in residual acidic slime, acidic slime that was left. There was nothing left of the woman named Alexis Larios Anderson. This only solidified my decision to join No Name. All I wanted was to make sure these tragedies stopped happening. No matter what came my way, I was ready to face it all. And that's the end of chapter four. See what I mean? Much shorter. Yeah, no, I liked that. I thought that was really good. Um, I can I can understand um, why, why you thought that was a nice addition to the story to like give a little bit more yeah. context as to the reason that... Because like, I get to, like, when we were writing the stories originally, they had to be a certain yes, length. absolutely. So, like... Your character's not going to spend a lot of time waffling on decisions. They just kind of go from decision to decision to decision, you know? Yeah. So the the way I play in this chapter, I think, was like a good like final. Like I did that little epilogue part because the way I planned to do this, I planned to do this how like I told it in the um, show, like arc, arc, arc. So like the first part, like, you know how you have a book and you like read a certain part and then it's like the books like separated by like a blank page with just like the title of the next part on it. I don't know what that's actually called in yeah. writing, but like I plan to do it like that. So the first part's going to be like the doppelganger. Second part's going to be the like goat or saving Lambert. The third part's going to be death butterflies, and the fourth part's going to be um what did I call that chapter? I think like something about a monster in the swamp or something like or the the dead don't die or something. But yeah, so it's going to be separated. So like this is the end of the first part of like my quote unquote book that I'm writing. So, like, that's why it yeah. ends with that, like, weird little epilogue. It's like, oh, he's going to start this job. And it's like, oh, yeah, he will find out that she disappeared. For the audience, I did tell Cody what I plan to do, like, with um, certain characters of the future of this story. But that is not privy to you guys who will be listening to this as I write it. Um, and, of course, yeah, grammar and stuff is all going to be changed, et cetera. But, like, yeah, I, I want to finish this story and, like, completely flesh it out. If it gets published, it gets published. If not, I'll, like, release it somewhere online where everybody can read it. So, either way. Yeah. I uh, don't know if my story, like, I would have to do so much work to make it a book over audio. I think what I want is an audio file at the end of this. And I mean, we can do, like, it could be something where we do go back and, like, like, not when you finalize it, you could, like, re-record it and we can, like, release it through the show as, like, this is the... Yeah, I might do that, like, re-record it into, like, like, cleaner chunks. Yeah, we can, like, release our thing. Like, I I could also do the same thing, like, release it as, like, a story and we can just label it. We'll figure something out. We don't need to talk about show business during the show. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. um, any other feedback you got from me or are we good to end this? I'm good to end this, man. short episode this week. It's not a short episode. It is the length that episode is supposed you know to be. You know, cut it out, so it's going to be like probably exactly an hour. It's probably going to be exactly. That's the length our episodes are supposed to They're be. They're not supposed in. to be two and a half hours, which I think is our longest no. episode was two and a half hours. That seems, <laughs> that seems right. Yeah. Anyways, Cody, do you got any plugs for the end of the show? I don't know if I actually do this or if this is a new thing. Uh, Wandering Gamer Network, check me out there. I'm just about to wrap up like my first really long campaign. Nice. Um, I the end of the last episode is bad enough. I think my wife like the cliffhanger for like the the last episode, like the real last episode of the game is uh, bad enough. I think my wife might divorce me in the intervening week. Wow, you <laughs> well, you ended your campaign on a cliffhanger. No, 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 oh. no, no. But there was like, there was this episode that I thought was going to be a two-parter, okay. and I thought we were going to record it like day back to back, and so it was just like giant cliffhanger, and then I, uh, for work. I we have to wait yeah. a week, yeah, and, and I was also traveling for work, so she can't even yell at me in person, which is actually a blessing because I have to not talk to her for yeah, a week about, about what's going to happen. 
stuff that she's super invested in because she wants to ask me a bunch of questions and i'm like, like no sorry sorry wife but you you can't know you just can't know yep. well, that's cool i'm very yep. excited for so, you i'm that's very fun. very excited that you're finishing like a um big campaign i am too i feel i'm really happy with it it's super yeah. fun it's nice to see like a game really come full circle like the last uh the last like uh arc of it was really slow and there was some good role play in it and like a kind of a chance to like talk about the game a little bit in character so i'm really excited about yeah. all that um yeah that's really cool that you like got to do all of that um and because of the world shop campaign i will never dm another campaign again in my life so you know sometimes <laughs> you just get scarred i think you just need to adjust your expectations of what dming yeah, is oh 100 percent. but no really i just don't want to dm anymore and that's a completely different thing that we could talk about off air um but yeah so you can check me out at um something i guess zero zero at twitch.tv where i do a wednesday anime show with my dear friend um will and we we it's pretty much it started out as just we talk about anime but what it's turned out to be is anime and inclusivity so we're talking just about like diversity a lot and just different like ways that anime and also a lot that's happened over the last few episodes is we start talking about anime but then we just start talking about american comic books specifically dc stuff um because will's like a huge dc nerd and me i'm a hater um i was gonna say like oh no we can't yeah, be no, friends. No, I, 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 I am a huge <laughs> hater on dc but i like i I want well, to know, like DC, but also like because of like the DC cinematic universe, I really can't ever go back to DC because like the Justice League and Justice League and limited shows are like the best DC stuff that's ever been released. And I don't think they've ever hit that yeah. like Batman animated series, Superman animated series, Justice League shows, and they have never once again hit that high for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I like a lot of Batmans, but that's about it. And I mean, like, there's been other shows, but then, like, the movies, like, never hit that high for me. Like, the Aquaman, the Justice League. Can we talk about how good Smallville, Smallville the show was, though? The CW show no. Smallville? That show was Was great. it really? Or are you being sarcastic? No! Okay, like, no, I thought no, the same. Like, that show, like, a trash heap? But, um, and then the other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Riverdale. Yeah, the other, well, it's the CW, so what do you expect? But the other thing yeah. is you can check me out um, on the Side Characters podcast that I'm doing with Leah. Unfortunately, we're ending – well, fortunately and unfortunately, we're ending our, like, second season. And we um, – Leah's going to be going on hiatus for about a month and a half for good reasons because I'm traveling for PhD. And – I am just going to be sad and lonely by myself. Hey, I came back just in time. Yeah, for yeah, right. We got opens one door, another door closes. Oh wait, that's backwards. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can, and then um, when we start kicking off and have more time during summers, you can check me out on um, Twitch.tv forward slash Flome, where we talk, uh, well, where we do our show Chaos Fiction Theater, which is the nightmare existence of reading the worst of the worst fan fictions online. Um, anyways, that's all I got. Well. Well, uh, yeah, you know, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Goodbye. You'll never hear from me again.